0: hey everybody welcome to episode 82 season two of red wings Red where tirades and impassioned pleas for your detroit red wings finally have a home uh, And today i'm gonna be spitballing some final thoughts from the uh from the red wings prospect tournament uh highly performed uh who uh who i'd like to see <laughs> i mean really get a legitimate look in uh the red wings main roster there and um you know, a couple couple things that I think we need to reason. You know, take a step back and 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 put a, a more reasonable uh, mindset and and thought process behind how we're critiquing some of the things that actually went down uh, at the prospect tournament. And uh, we'll take a look at uh, what's going on with the uh, training camp, what the schedule looks like, and the uh, preseason schedule. And of course, uh, when you guys can find the uh, the red and white game, we want to give you guys all those details. And uh, I want to take a peek, too, at uh, how Simon Edvinson, uh, Elmer Soderblom, and Theodore Niederbach have been uh, playing it up over in the SHL for uh, for Frolunda. And uh, it, uh, it's not going to disappoint. It, it's, uh, it's looking pretty, pretty good. Uh, so we'll take a look at that and uh, we'll have some fun. So, yeah, let's uh, let's let's jump right in. So that Red Wings prospect tournament, um, first first thought uh, has to be uh, good gravy, Jared McIsaac. I mean, uh, this is this is a feller we all had penciled in as, after after two shoulder surgeries, uh, as you know the guy we wanted to keep an eye on. I mean this this was somebody that you crossed your fingers you really wanted to have uh, he you really wanted to see him have a good tournament. You wanted to see him have a good preseason. Uh, I, you know, honestly, I couldn't wait to see what he could do in the AHL. And it was just something where, um, you, you wanted, you wanted good feelings for the kid. Um, and you know, for anybody that doesn't know, if you're listening to the podcast right now, you're, you're checking out, uh, the YouTube and you're kind of where- wondering where I'm going with this. It, it is the absolute brutal hit that knocked him out and forced him off the ice, uh, with a stretcher. And, um, you know, it's just, oh, good, good gravy. Uh, it 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 breaks your heart really. Like there there's injuries that um are shocking. Uh, they they really take your breath away, and um, it's they're never fun to watch. And I believe this was Devin on Twitter. Um, and I think he writes for the uh, for the hockey writers. I want to give him credit for this, but he said, uh, you know, that there's never anybody you want to be either replaced in this situation or to be in this situation. But for a guy who does not, who deserves to not be in this situation, it's uh, not verbatim, but I mean, that was probably the best way to put it is, uh, is Jared McIsaac. This this is a guy that did not need this to happen. This is a guy that, I mean, we've seen blips of um, some really good hockey and unfortunately, they're blips because of the injuries. And even in this game, this this happens. Uh, I believe right after he got mixed in to the uh, to the Chase Pearson goal, and uh, to to just have to stop everything. And I don't just mean the game, but for him and where he's at in his career, um, to have to stop everything again is is something that uh, you know there's there's going to have to be some long looks. Um, in the mirror, I would guess for him personally. And, uh, you know, we, we got the word from Scott Wheeler that, uh, he was responsive. Um, Scott Wheeler from the athletic was in the stands said he was right underneath me. Um, got a good look at, at Jared. Uh, he was responsive. He was blinking. So, that, those are all good signs, but this is not something after two long shoulder surgeries that Jared needed to put on his resume. And um, that's really just for lack of a better term to put it that way. But, um, you know, I want to sum this up by this is absolutely heartbreaking. Uh, my heart goes out to him, whatever's left of it, after seeing that hit and hearing that it was Jared. Um, yeah, it just. It's it's rough. I wanted to talk about this prospect tournament and, um, you know, it's, it starts with Lucas Raymond not even being in uh, the third game. And I think, honestly, after watching that second game with St. Louis, uh, they they wanted to teach Lucas Raymond a lesson and and he came to play. And good on him that, I mean, this is a kid who, uh, you know, at the end of that second period was almost playing an entire power play after getting beat up for an entire period. This is a kid who got beat up for the entire period of uh, of the second. Most of the first, excuse me, comes away with two goals. Um, <laughs> there's a lot to take away from that. But that's why I'm thinking Lucas is out for game three. And I, th- I, I don't know, you know, we haven't really gotten any details about Berggren. But uh, and, and Bergeron was out in in game two with an injury. Uh, he goes down hard, uh, taken off the ice, never comes back to the game. I I would put it out there that anybody that got hurt um, from from the chippiness uh, a- absolutely should just be kept out. There, there's no point in uh, continuing. You know, somebody. I don't want to say any guy is more important than the next, but once they do start to feel it, um, I think that's when you got to take them out. And with Lucas Raymond, I, you know, like I just said, here here I am being a hypocrite talking out of both sides of my mouth um, that any one guy, there is no one guy that's more important than the next. But I mean, would you be so shocked after game two, if it came down, you know, from uh, the top of the organization? Uh, No, keep, keep Lucas out of this. We'll get to see him in the preseason. Uh, you know, we'll get to see him at training camp. Uh, he does not need to put his body on the line for this tournament. And, um, you know, I, there's, there's two schools of thought there, right? Like, am I, if I was GM, if I was coach, shouldn't he be able to put up with that? Absolutely. But you're also talking about, you know, I mean, this is for lack of a better term or word, this is an asset for this organization. And you don't want to see Lucas Raymond miss out on an opportunity to learn with the team, grow with the team, get through a preseason schedule with the team. And, uh, you know, I think we've seen these flashes from Lucas, not even flashes. God damn, that second game, Lucas Raymond, despite being absolutely hounded the entire game uh was finding space just in his own ability to dangle the puck and move around defensemen and <laughs> move around his opponents and still getting off great shots. It it really was a testament, I think, to every reason that Lucas Raymond gets drafted in the top ten. Uh it, it was it was wonderful to watch. Uh but I wanted to see more of it. And you know, like the chippiness we said that we saw in game two led to quite a few injuries in game number three. I, I think just the chippiness of the tournament. And uh, it, it's pretty, it, you know, it's, it's lucky for the Red Wings. And and I think what we saw was the most hockey centric game was when was game one that the Red Wings walk away with a victory. Um, I, you know, I mean, there's something to take away from that, but not the point I'm trying to make here. But um, yeah, I, th- I think, I think, What what I want to land on here is is I'm glad they took out Lucas, but what the what the fuck is going on with this tournament Um, This turned into an absolute shit show, in my opinion, and is something that I I think needs to be talked about with the coaches, uh, the players going into thing uh, going into it next year and uh, the officiating probably needs to be. Maybe uh, more strict, and this is just something where these guys—I mean, it's called a tournament, but this—these are exhibition games for all intents and purposes, and uh, it's a prospect tournament, right? I mean, it's—it's it's not like we're—we're we're calling this the "let's see if you can uh, play" tournament. This isn't the—you know, this isn't a reality show to see who can make it on. Uh, you know, the guy left standing makes it to the organization. No, these are all. These are all prospects that have been highly touted at one point or another uh or have shown enough promise that uh the red wings want to see them challenged and i don't think any one of these teams despite you know st louis columbus coming in hard i don't think they want to see their caliber lucas raymond get hurt i i don't i don't think that is what their hope for was and clearly I, th- I think they had enough guys uh, on their teams that uh, they didn't have to worry about uh, maybe not, maybe not worry about that happening to their guys, but they had enough guys that were going to be able to lay the heat down on, on our top players. And uh, it wasn't enough to stop Lucas Raymond. And uh, you know, we can get into that in a second, but it certainly was enough. I, I would say, and in my opinion, why he was out for game three, um, why you don't even want to think about Bergeron going back in it's because of how chippy this tournament was and Hey, you know, maybe I'm a pansy. Um, I, I don't, I don't like the idea that those guys go out there to get hurt. I I'm, I'm an agility speed, uh, maneuvering the puck, uh, fan of hockey. I, I want to see the tic-tac-toe passes. Um, and of course there has to be the play on the boards. There has to be physical play, but with some of the, some, I'm you know, some of the shit we saw, that was just outright, you know, dirty and look like some guys were trying to lay other prospects out just to either, you know, uh, that that was going to be the best way for them to make a name for themselves or, you know, with Lucas, I wouldn't be surprised if it's, well, this is former, you know, number four pick in the first round. Uh, let's, let's introduce him to the NHL. I, I wouldn't be surprised by that. Um, <laughs> Let's introduce him to the prospect tournament. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised by that. So that, that idea of it is, is where I start to push away from the, I don't know, it's not even grittiness. It, it really is just this childish, um, aspect to, to any sport of, uh, you know, instead of it, you know, that doesn't make it a man's game that, that, that is a child's mentality of, uh, you know, that, that idea of you know, let's introduce Lucas to the NHL. Now, do I know that's that's what's going down? But it's in that world, right? Like it's in that vein. I call this Red Wings rant. This is my rant, right? Grow the fuck up. If you're if you're good enough, you know, maybe you don't need to resort to that. Is the sport and if your job really is to injure a guy, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> I mean, come on. Is that really, we're going to label guy like, and that's, that's my point, right? There can be guys that can hit. If you're a guy that's out there to injure someone, what the, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. I, I'm, and, and, you know, don't take that as a broad stroke. You know, this, this is something where, um, you know, you, you really want to laser in on those folks. If you lay the body on someone that doesn't mean you're a dirty player, but, um, you know that that's what we're getting down to. Is me watching this prospect tournament. I I just I was getting angry watching it, going, what what are we doing? And and you have to have Lucas Raymond arguing, tripping calls in game two of the prospect tournament. He's not Wayne Gretzky. I know they're not going to look after him and and make sure he's a okay. But uh, I mean, let's let's be a more let's be a little bit more strict, right? Let's let's keep these kids safe. Let's have this be a tournament where they can kind of get to know each other's teammates. You know, they're getting extra time, right? To uh, to prepare for the upcoming season. And this is extra time for these teams to see their prospects. I don't think that we need to see swinging that's at the back of somebody's leg and uh checks to the back of heads. Um I mean you know I didn't want to bring up the Jared McIsaac thing, but that thing does look dirty as as fuck. So that's the kind of shit I I don't need in this prospect tournament. And if if there is something that needs to be said, because I know this isn't necessarily I, I I'm it, it's not something where you know you see a dirty hit in the playoffs and then the NHL takes a look at it. I mean, this is something with the teams that participate in this <laughs> look at each other eye to eye and go, is this really what we wanted this tournament to be? I uh, I don't know. All right, there's Matt and his his Red Wings rant uh it pisses me off i you know and if you want to chirp back or spit back um especially if you're a columbus blue jackets fan go right ahead uh but you know i i think i think as a as a culture for the nhl i think we should be getting away from that chippiness because it is bad hockey it's not good hockey him by any means and you saw lucas raymond dance around it the reason i again i'm th- i'm thinking he misses game three is he doesn't need to be in this shit look at that bullshit out there and i love it i love that decision keep lucas away from this it, it obviously got way too you know uh i'll just i, I like saying childish because i feel like if one of the prospects sees this then they could go you know, first they'll give me the finger, but then they maybe, you know, a little introspective uh, thought and kind of figure out, am I, should I be in the NHL if all I do is throw around shitty hits? Anyway, all right, let's, uh, let's, let's talk about something else. All right, guys, well, I promised we'd uh, take a look at the training camp and preseason schedule moving forward. Um, I, for the, uh, for training camp, everything just kind of jumps right in. Uh, Ked Cal made mention uh, right after, uh, or right at the end of this prospect game. Uh, Now the tournament is over for the Red Wings, but they do still have another practice scheduled. And uh, the question that Ken Kell had at the end of the broadcast on YouTube for the Detroit Red Wings was, will they even have it uh, considering how banged up and tired everybody looked at the, uh, at the end of the tournament there? Um, My guess is it probably is still going to go on, but uh, Ken just also rolled in there and said training camp just continues right after that. So we've got, I don't know. We'll just put the quote, you know, train training camp, even though prospect tournament on the preseason, you know, post preseason games is where we kind of step away from the idea of training camp. Uh, Finally step away. Um, But yeah, training camp uh, gets rolling right away uh, this upcoming week. And uh, unfortunately uh, besides the red and white game that comes up uh, this Sunday, uh, which I don't actually have on the graphic here. So that'll be the 26th. Um, uh, right. 28, 27, 26 yeah. 26th of September. Uh, besides that, they, they don't really have a scheduled practice or any, uh, practice exhibition games that they'll be doing, uh, on Detroit yet, according to Ken Cal at the end of that game. So they may have it up by now, but, uh, as of this recording, uh, nothing up yet, but they did ask, you know, you guys keep an eye on uh, social media. They're going to post things uh, throughout the week when there are practices scheduled, when the, you know, they'll, they'll do the, um, uh, Daniela and, uh, Ken Cal going live and watching practice. Uh, we saw some of that last year, so we should get some of that again this year. And like I mentioned, uh, the most important thing I think coming out of training camp is going to be that red and white game on, uh, on Sunday. I, there, there's going to be a lot of guys that were in this prospect tournament that, uh, you want to see getting a good shot. And let me, let me pull this away for a second. We'll jump back in. Um, you know, you, you look at this prospect tournament, I I feel like the most important names walking out of it and you guys go right ahead and correct me uh, if you want in the comments. Um, I, I will certainly, uh, you know, you guys know me. If you, if you comment, I'm there. I'll have that conversation later. It's like our own miniature Reddit, but um, I, I'm, I'm looking at number one, you, hopefully burgerin is healthy. I, like I mentioned earlier, we still don't know anything that was going on That. First game in a period we got out of Berggren, you know, I did get uh, some, some pushback on him defensively, but what I saw was a guy who was playing the boards. I saw a guy that um, like I mentioned, it it was something. If, if he was making that transition from the SHL to the, uh, to the NHL and the size of the game, that if, if we found him in spots that weren't necessarily making sense, but what I saw was a guy making it to spots that made sense uh, this is a guy that looked already comfortable with the size and he was using his game that was successful in the SHL to create offense here in the NHL. So well, you know, what do I get out from that? Um, at the time I was really high on it. I was on the Berger and hype train and I said, give him a roster spot. But honestly, what, what that means is you absolutely need to give this guy as for sure, a real test as you can. He needs to be in a prominent position in these preseason games. And when they split up the teams with a couple of different cores, uh, going for home and away games or, you know, team a and team B uh, you, you want to see Bergeron in a prominent spot where he is expected to score. And he's got some power play opportunities uh, because that, I mean, that's if he's going to be a successful piece, eventually you'd want to see him um, finding that success in those positions. And even if that means third scoring line, eventually for a, you know, a playoff contending team, that's fine, but absolutely some power play time. And, um, you know, I think what we saw from, from, you know, I saw a successful defensive performance was him on those boards winning uh, the puck battles, but even on the offensive side, he was doing that too. And I, I thought he was, he was physical for his size and uh, you know, especially creating for that Joe Valeno goal. Um, a lot of credit to Valeno getting the shot over the shoulder. Um, but I mean, Bergen's the one who earned that puck battle and scrummed it up and and did it. And I, I think that even, is is something if I had to say, What am I expecting out of Berggren? I'm expecting some great pass plays, like he went <laughs> stick to stick with Lucas Raymond at the start of the second period in that first game. And I'm not necessarily pegging him for a win the bo- win the battle on the boards uh kind of guy, and lo and behold, we got it anyway. So um I that that's that's I I'm going to say he's tied for the top on the list only because obviously Lucas Raymond, the Lucas showed so much promise. Like I said, uh, one of the biggest issues the Red Wings had was um, over the last few years. I shouldn't just say the Red Wings had as if it was just last season. Uh, But especially with the power play, it's, it's getting it in, getting the puck in the zone. So, they could create chances, but there just wasn't any, I mean, the success rate of moving the puck from the neutral zone to the, uh, to the offensive zone was, it was horrendous, especially during that streak of, uh, you know, no power play goals. I'll just leave it at that. And I mentioned how hard Lucas was getting dogged uh, these last couple of games. And, uh, you know, he's still able to put up three goals and he looked good doing it. I'm happy that Chase Pearson scored a goal in that in that third game. Uh, you know, <laughs> we get destroyed. I'm happy to see Chase put one in because he's been playing really hard uh, the whole tournament. But you know, and what I mean by you know earning three goals, I'm talking about that goal that Chase Pearson had, where he just kind of tips it in there. The, the crosshanded goal as well. Um, they're 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 tip goals. They're great positionally. Don't get me wrong but Lucas Raymond was scoring goal scorer's goals. Okay, and, and and there's nothing wrong with the way Pearson and Hannes scored in in the third game. I hope you guys get what I'm coming at, but this is something where, you know, you're you're looking at just the pure skill of the shot and the player getting that in. Where uh Pierce again, don't take anything away from Pierce and, and, and Hannes, but um, you know, those are those are coaching, those are strategy, those are positional, and you have to be smart to do that. But uh, do I have to keep explaining it? Everybody knows what I'm saying. It's fucking Lucas Raymond. All right, moving on. Um, absolutely Lucas Raymond needs that exact same shot. And if he if he's able to bring what he looked like in the prospect tournament, because of how hard he was dogged. In those games. And I, I, it's one of those things where it's um, surely the defense will take a massive step up, but are they going to be dogging Raymond as hard? I, you know, I, 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 don't, I just don't believe it. And I think there's going to be more respect shown to the rest of the players that Raymond will potentially be on the ice with. So, Point being, I, th- I think he has some potential to, to look pretty good in the preseason. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm playing more of a, a philosophical game here than, um, you know, the, the philosophy that a coach is going to apply uh, from these two different standpoints of a prospect tournament where you have a bunch of players that are like, I need to do something now to earn my spot. And the preseason isn't too far away from that, but you are getting more solid looks at who has the better chance at making it into the lineup rather than a guy going, I'm on the third and fourth line here. I've got to do something miraculous to, to earn a spot. Um, ultimately, I, I, I think that might be where a lot of the dog, uh, the dog down defense uh, that um, Raymond was getting is coming from. That's not hear what I'm, that's, that's not what I want to talk about. Uh, sum it up. Bergeron, Raymond, absolutely on the top of that list. Joe Valeno, top of the list as well. Um, if there's an opportunity and Bergeron can make it uh, to some preseason games, That is a line 110%, Uh, especially with these guys already building a rapport. I think that is huge. You guys want to talk about hockey IQ being at the top of everyone's list? If these guys are just, I'm going to say it. If these guys are giggling and, you know, pinching each other uh, (laughs) and having fun, doing their little Uber story that everybody's heard a hundred times already of Joe Valeno being the Uber driver for uh, Berggren and uh, Lucas Raymond, if these guys are having that much fun, you know, absolutely, you know, put Berger and Raymond together, but have Volano in the middle there. Um, that's not only an opportunity for those three uh, to show off, but that, you know, that's an opportunity to actually take advantage of a, a healthy hockey relationship between teammates, friends, however you want to put that. I think that that's a good opportunity, not only for the three of them is what I'm saying. Great opportunity for the Red Wings to, to, uh, you know, ultimately Help three guys build, get better. Now I couldn't get through a list like this without mentioning Kirill uh, Tutayev. <laughs> we got King Tut, I think, uh, on Twitter, or King Tut Tut. Um, I don't know uh, that one. That one seems it seems a little. I don't know, uh, not appropriate. Anyway, it's it's uh, Kirill Tutayev. I I I think. He feels like right now, how, how excited I was for Matthias Brome last year. And obviously that didn't turn out great, but um, that's only because the production didn't match uh, the effort. And we saw production that first game, I think Tutayev. I mean, he sniffs the net. He, he, he owns that net for his size. Uh, we found out he's actually 30 pounds heavier than what they were reporting in game one. But um <laughs> this is a guy who I, I, it's like he's a magnet and he's got the exact right magnet pulling him into the net. And this is this is something I I do hate Art Regner, but I'll give him credit on this. You don't often see the, the mix of grittiness and high skill. And high skill doesn't necessarily always mean you are Pavel Datsuk level at all times. But uh, we are talking about a guy who can dangle move the puck and he looked pretty good creating some scoring chances and of course finishing on those scoring chances so that's where you get that mix of um that that high skill and the grittiness comes in where this guy just I I feel like damn if it's not about getting a goal I feel like Kirill just isn't going to be happy with his game unless he's got like a black eye from trying to score a goal and that that's huge for that type of skill so yeah again this is and going back to, like, if, if we can remember, you know, Brome's, um shot. We loved him in the red and white game. I loved him watching him in practice last year. He, he really did have the skill coming in. It looked great. Um, I think you just need to keep testing the, this type of player out to find the one that does have the finish, and that's fine. Um, I think the comparison right now for excitement level I had last year and where Tutayev is right now, or what he looked like, that's completely fine. That's kosher. Light it up. If, if I'm excited, I'm going to say I'm excited. I'm not comparing necessarily the skill. I am comparing uh, the skill it looked like Brome had uh, with Tutayev, and, and he's still highly skilled. It's just one of those things. Again, the production didn't match, and you got to find the guy that can finish. So that's where I am with that. Um, really rambling here, and um, I. I think, uh, I think Chase Pearson, who I already mentioned is, is the last guy on the list that just looked consistently good. And, uh, what did they say? He's got more lettuce in the bowl. God damn, is that guy going to look cool? skating around the ice in a wings jersey. But, uh, Hey, you know, we already pegged him, uh, him and Valeno, we already pegged, uh, for a, a, a roster spot. And I, I think Valeno pretty much got, you know, the thumbs up last year. Chase, I, I put as um, as a roster spot, uh, not a full time roster spot, but this this is a guy who I think they can count on if there is an injury, and and Chase has has been he's been playing, you know, he's been he's been playing the game, right? He's been doing what needed to be done in the AHL, and uh, I think I, I had mentioned in the last episode somewhere in the comments that they saw Chase, uh, you know, not to get too hyped, uh, they saw Chase as a career AHLer. And it's not about the hype. I, I think it's about a kid who goes out there and, and does what he's asked and can certainly fill a fourth line role. Um, I think, you know, you, you look at uh, like a Mitchell Stevens and um, we're, we're excited to see uh, where that goes. And, you know, could this be one of the bigger steals that are uh, like an underrated steal from Steve Eiserman? And you're trying to fill out, you know, the bottom six forwards. I think there's still an opportunity for Chase, not necessarily to steal anything away, um, but it, it, it's it's bound to happen that some roster spots are going to need to be filled at some point, either through injury, if guys are getting moved. And I think Chase is one of those guys that's got one of those opportunities locked up. No problem. Um, doesn't mean he's going to be a career Red Wing. Doesn't mean he's going to be around for another 15 years. But right now seems like a good time to throw Chase into this lineup, give him an opportunity to be Chase Pearson. And again, the number one reason you put Chase on the Detroit Red Wings is because you have to give some sort of purpose to the Atlanta Thrashers. And my boy was an Atlanta Thrashers fan. Uh, it's, It's right there. That's your purpose. Atlanta Thrashers existed to bring Chase Pearson to If ultimately Grand Rapids, Grand Rapids. But yes, bring him to Detroit. Week two of football is in the books. And now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week three with DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner, the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Listen up, because you don't want to miss this. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any Week 3 game to receive $150 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season along with daily fantasy contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. And use promo code THPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer restrictions apply. See draftkingscom slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, so back to why I started this segment. The uh, Preseason schedule. Red Wings start Wednesday, September 29th against the Chicago Blackhawks. 8.30 p.m. in the United Center. A uh, couple of home games in Detroit. Uh, Thursday, September 30th against Buffalo, Saturday, October 2nd against Columbus, uh, Sunday heading over to PPG Paints uh, mentioned having like those two teams, you know, team A and team B. This is how that sucker breaks up because you've got uh, I mean, think about how many games here, uh, 29th, 30th, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, October 2nd, 3rd and 4th, then 6th, 7th and 9th. You 1000 need a team A and team B, all right. But, anyways, um, where was it? October 3rd is uh in uh in Pittsburgh, Chicago comes uh to Detroit, then we've got we're going out to Columbus, Pittsburgh coming home uh to us uh, or coming to our home, I should say, and then uh out to Buffalo. So, um uh, there's nothing to dissect here, guys. We're just, this is just so you guys can take notes and write this down. You're taking a look at the schedule. You can get your mind wrapped around it uh, for how uh, your nights, um, I don't know, hopefully not wasted, uh, but will be used uh, going from s- September 29th to uh, October 9th. Uh, and then, uh, of course, it'll be October 14th. Uh, we hope you guys are going to be there. We're going to be there. We're going to have some t shirts, Mike and I. Uh, October 14th, we will be in Detroit watching uh, the Red Wings and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, I am super stoked. I locked up some pretty nice seats. I do, you know, I'm partial to that drink rail. Um, Unfortunately, the Seat Geek prices were just a little too rich for my blood. Um, But uh, hopefully, hopefully I get some of those drink rail seats before the end of the season. Those are Mwah. Oh, I love them. I, I don't need to be super close to the action. I think there's something to be said for camera angles in the NHL, because that's kind of where I see the sweet spot. You're too close to the ice. You can't see a goddamn thing. Uh, in some corners, I should say. And a uh, drink where I'll see you, you got fuck a fucking table for your drink. I, how do I need to? There's no argument there. There's nothing I need to defend. It's the best seat in the house. Best seat in the house. Next to the suites that also have tables. but. You know where I'm going. All right. Um, (laughs) Let's jump into the final segment here. So we did want to jump over to the SHL and talk about Simon Edmondson, Elmer Solderblum, and Theodore Niederbach, uh, which uh, I was so affectionately referring to as Elmer, Simon, and Theodore. And I didn't get a single goddamn like on Twitter because I, I thought it was super cute. Now of course Elmer is subbed in for Elvin, but um, you know fuck me. Anyways, uh, Simon Edmondson is uh, ice hockey gifts has here. You guys are seeing some highlights provided by uh, the gift masters uh, at Ice Hockey G. You guys are probably already following them, but uh, they are are the pros. They are the ones that do all the hard work for us. Um, And for us, I mean, Red Wings fans, not for me. Um, (laughs) 18 uh, 18 minutes, 15 seconds, uh, time on ice uh, per game's played. This this is third on the team for Edmondson. Uh, Two assists, two points, second on the team. 15 shots, he's first on the team. Seven block shots, third on the team. And he's a plus three. We hate plus minus, but he's first on the team. As I always say with plus minus, could always be worse. Could be in uh Andreas Athenisiu uh range. So you know, there's always that. Anywho, um this has been an incredible start for Edmondson. Um th- this is something where uh I I am getting too I'm getting into the range of being too excited, and then of course I said that last year about uh Moritz and I think that turned out pretty good. I mean, he ended up being the elite prospects player of the year. So is it, is it that bad? Absolutely not. Um, But uh, I think we got, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I think you guys need to just, if you're not yet to pay more attention to uh, this year's first round pick for the Detroit Red Wings uh, and and what's going on. Um, I mean, if you look at this uh, for ice hockey gifts, it only has 103 likes. I mean, I had more likes when I was talking about uh, Nadalkovich's new helmet. So clearly, not enough people have seen uh, <laughs> seen this Edmondson content, and and more people need to. So, uh, you know, the long story short here is um, things are are going well uh, for Edmondson, and you know, we we shared a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, I got in trouble, and I'm, I can't remember the name, but um, we. It, it was a very popular Swedish hockey player. Sorry. Uh, actually did go as far to compare Edmondson. Goddamn. He compared him to Nicholas Lidstrom. And, um, you know, for Red Wings fans, of course, that was going to get the likes uh, that got us all really excited. Uh, that's <laughs> something you want to hear. That was of course, during a preseason game, uh, an exhibition game for, uh, uh for Alunda, but um, you know, who cares where it came from this is something where you know, this doesn't need to be scripture right this doesn't need to be biblical text this doesn't need to be fact but it's that idea that that conversation has started is what's exciting and um i think if if you've watched uh, the highlights with edmondson you've seen a guy who's skating like there's nobody else on the ice and it's incredible and the things that he creates for everybody uh, are really panning out and I, I think that's my best way to transition into uh, what we saw on uh, September 18th is the connection between Niederbach, Soderblom, and Edmondson uh, to, uh, to actually take the lead uh, for Frolunda. All right, so let's take a look at uh, this play. And This is going to primarily feature all Red Wings prospects. Uh, we're going to start with Nieder, uh, Niederbach going in and getting a, a pass out front. And this is this is really just bouncing the puck between uh, Soderblom, Niederbach, Niederbach, and Edmondson. And you'll see a shot by Edmondson, and eventually the puck comes back to him, and he's going to bounce the puck over to Soderblom uh, to finish this off. But this is, as you guys are watching this again on YouTube, you can see Niederbach's got the puck now. And uh, when this puck uh, comes back out front here in a second... Uh, you're going to see Edmondson pass uh, the rebound uh, from that initial shot, bounce it off basically over to Soderblom, who, who finishes this off. And it's it's really it's it's some great play by uh, Niederbach to make sure he wins the battle, wins the puck, and uh, gets everything started here. Uh, but it it is just fun too that uh, you know is this is this the greatest play ever? No, but you are seeing uh, where Edmondson is really. I would say separating himself is with that little extra effort, that little bump to the, you know, to get the puck over to an open man who is Soderblom. I I think it's just, you know, that, that's, that's more helping tell the story of, of how incredible uh, Edmondson is. And like, take the idea too that he's coming in here uh, underneath uh, the net, right. And, and still finding it uh, in his movement back to the top of the ice uh, to slow down, and the, the awareness that a player would need to have <laughs> to be getting back into position and slow down for that puck to come back to his stick so that he could finish the play to his teammate and have Soderblom uh, rip one uh, into the net. I I mean, it, it's not the most incredible thing I've ever seen, but this is becoming routine for Edmondson. So that's where the idea of it and the idea of it just becoming routine is is incredible and um i i think you know we started the episode off with some somber news i think this is a great way uh to the end the episode and get everybody hyped about edmondson uh thanks again to ice hockey gifts who's who shares all this stuff and uh that of course was coming from uh see more hockey so um that's where they're uh i'm gonna say ripping it from sorry guys if maybe you own see more hockey i don't know any um <laughs> Just all around good news, just to be excited about. Uh, you know, after getting destroyed in the uh, prospect tournament, which um, I will be fine. You know, uh, to wrap this up, I am realizing, I, you know, I never brought up like Sebastian Cosa or anything like that. Uh, it's uh, those kind of things uh, I, I see people get worked up about. I saw people complaining about his play. Um, he's a kid he wasn't going to be starting for us this year, next year, the year after that, maybe not even the year after that. So calm yourselves. All right. He's got a lot of learning to do. Uh, drafting a, a goalie that high isn't always necessarily because he's he's ready to go. It's, it's the tools. Um, there's goalies who will be ready to go probably faster than COSA. there's going to be a lot of goalies that won't be ready as quick as maybe COSA will be, but uh, we're not going to know until we know. And this definitely is not the time to complete your judgment on the man. So shuddy. All right. Uh, Everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Um, I hope you had a good time. Uh, Of course, jumping around here with a lot of different uh, subjects and uh, missing my brother right now. Um, if you guys uh, know anybody that uh, you know wants wants some, I don't know, maybe some extra dough. Maybe you want to pop on the podcast, and uh, maybe you want to get yourself recruited as a uh, regular member of Red Wings Rant. Maybe maybe you want to argue with me, and you're sick of hearing my shit, and you're like, God, I gotta get my fucking voice heard. Um, Send us an email at uh, it's admin at BOD podcast.com. Let us know if, if you're interested in, in helping out. Uh, you can also reach out DMs. Uh, this is a good time too, to follow us at BOD hockey and uh, on Instagram, we are brothers underscore of underscore discussion. And uh, Hey, I mean, I'd like to have the conversation because uh, I'm lonely right now and you guys just have to listen to one person and I'm hundred percent sure it would be way more interesting to hear. Italy. So, uh, uh, hey, hopefully I'm just correcting. Alright, everybody, thanks. Everybody.